are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, October 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, good morning everyone. As always, thank you for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start the day. (sighs) Once again, ladies and gentlemen, before getting into anything here on the show, I have to give all the listeners out there a quick warning first because this is going to be another tough episode here today where the details and the conversations could get a little bit graphic and it may be sense of material for some people. So um, just wanted to give everyone a quick warning because on the show today, I'll be touching base on everything that has come out in the last 24 hours surrounding the Blackhawks' independent investigation on the Brad Aldrich sexual assault lawsuit and the aftermath of all of that since those findings were made public on Tuesday afternoon in that 107-page report, which if you haven't gone and read over yourself yet, I know it's (laughs) so tough to stomach, but I really recommend doing so just so you could be up to date and have as much knowledge as possible about the situation. I think that's really important here. But first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, I have to start off today by talking about the beyond courageous and brave actions made by former Blackhawks first round pick yesterday in Kyle Beach, who officially came forward as John Doe from the recent Blackhawks lawsuit. And Kyle, I can't imagine what life has been like for you these last 11 years since that tragic day back in May of 2010. Watching Kyle talk about this situation with Rick Westhead on TSN, I seriously, I had a pit in my stomach the entire time. My heart ached for Kyle so bad as I watched him tear up um, and just really struggle and have issues with reflecting upon this incident. I I felt so bad for him, and I, I was crying too. I was watching on my phone on the way to the Blackhawks game yesterday, and I didn't even want to go watch that hockey game after watching that interview. I was sick to my stomach knowing what the organization did and or I guess what the organization didn't do really and just how it all affected Kyle so traumatically in the years to follow. If I had watched that interview before buying my tickets, there would have been a no no way I would have gone to that game. I'm not even going to discuss the Blackhawks three to two loss to the Maple Leafs on the podcast here today because hockey just feels so irrelevant right now. I mean 
win or loss, who cares? That's beyond the point at this time. Forget all the stuff that's going on on the ice. I I really need to say thank you, Kyle. Thank you for being so brave and for telling this story as tough as it may be because it's going to help a lot of people around the world, not only in the game of hockey, but in every aspect of life. As Kyle said himself during the interview, this happens not just in hockey, in businesses, in schools, in other sports, whatever it may be. Sadly, it's a pretty messed up world that we live in now, ladies and gentlemen, and Kyle won't be the last person that this happens to, but by coming out and and putting his name out there now with the truth, this lets people out there know that they aren't alone. There are others out there who have gone through this situation and the same has had to live with the same dreadful feelings and emotions that Kyle has for the last 11 years. So Kyle, by doing this, thank you so much. You're showing, by showing such tremendous courage, Kyle Beach is going to have a greater impact on the world than 99% of the people in it ever will. Far more than any hockey player can do because of their talents on the ice. Kyle Beach, you are a real hero. And I'm so deeply sorry that no one helped you more when you needed it the most 11 years ago. And for having to live with this burden throughout the most important stage of your life, trying to... uh, accomplish the dream that you've had ever since you were a little kid. And unfortunately, when the time came for you to live out those dreams um, and was supposed to be in going through some of the best times of your life, those those memories in that time period will forever be stained in your memory. And I'm so sorry for that, Kyle. You deserve better from the Chicago Blackhawks. And... I hope by coming forward with the truth and also having the findings of this lawsuit being released to the public, I I really hope that you are able to start the healing process that you should have been given 11 years ago had the Blackhawks handled this in the proper manner. All right, there are a few opening thoughts on Kyle Beach courageously coming forward as John Doe yesterday. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to continue to talk about Beach's interview on TSN, and I'll also discuss a couple of questions that he answered from Rick Westhead. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has reached the World Series. The Braves and the Astros are duking it out. The NFL and college football are also now in the midst of their seasons. UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next few weeks. And most importantly, folks, hockey season is back. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. 
head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Quick warning, I'm about to get into more of Kyle Beach's interview yesterday with Rick Westhead of TSN. Some of the material could be a little bit graphic and maybe sensitive material for some of the listeners out there. But first, before, before getting into more of that interview, I have to give a quick shout out to Rick Westhead with the Sports Network. He doesn't work for TSN, but he was on TSN yesterday. But Rick just continues to do a phenomenal job of covering this entire situation. Going back to May, Rick has been on top of it throughout the whole process, along with a handful of other journalists as well, not just meaning to give credit to Rick, credit to everyone who has contributed in helping get Kyle's story out there to the public. Without this great work by said journalists, Kyle even admitted he's not sure if he would be where he is today. So credit to Rick and everyone who really put in a lot of time and hard work to write up this tough situation. Because let me tell you, as as someone who stayed up all night last night thinking about how to go over all of this, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I have so much respect and credit for all those all those people who have been covering this entire situation so in depth. But I also wanted to be sure to say on the podcast today, folks, if you, if you haven't gone out and, and watched this interview for yourself yet with Rick Westhead and Kyle Beach, I highly recommend doing so more so than anything here in this lawsuit because, yeah, again, as a quick warning, it was a, a very emotional and raw conversation for Beach, and like I said, I I had I was sick to my stomach, and it was really tough to watch. But as I said about reading the 107-page report for yourself, I think it's really important to watch this and know how this all affected Kyle Beach and how it affected his career. And just becoming as knowledgeable as possible about the truth. I think that's the most important thing about this situation is you take in all the information that you can. You listen to everything so you can fully understand what is going on here. And it's really important to hear that from Kyle Beach himself. For time purposes, I'm I'm not going to... Talk about every single comment that Beach made during that interview yesterday, but there are a couple in particular that I I certainly needed to share here on the show today. One of the first questions that Rick Westhead asked Beach was how he felt after seeing Brad Aldridge continue to stay around the Blackhawks, even though higher-ups in the organization were already aware of what he had done in the couple of weeks prior and, oh my, poor Kyle Beach, I mean, with tears in his eyes, he was crying, and it, he said it made him feel like he was nothing, like he didn't matter, and, and and that he didn't exist, and 
to see Aldrich paraded around carrying the Stanley Cup at the parade and even being allowed to take the cup to a high school filled with kids. The Blackhawks let Brad Aldridge do that, even after knowing that he was a serial predator. They let him go bring the cup to a high school full of kids. Because of all of that, Beach said it made him feel like Aldridge was in the right in this situation, and and that he was in the wrong. And For a 20-year-old kid to be thinking that and to not have any support from the people who were supposed to be there for him, I mean... My heart is seriously broken. And not only did these actions by the Blackhawks make Beach feel like he was in the wrong, but that's also what mental skills coach and counselor at the time, James Gary, told Kyle Beach as well, that it was his fault because he was the one that put himself in this kind of situation. I mean... James Gary deserves to to be in prison for a long time after saying something like that to a 20-year-old kid. I mean, I can't even fathom how gut-wrenching that must have been for Beach to hear. Someone who's supposed to be there to help these kids. Who's supposed to be a counselor for them and help them mentally. But instead, he he literally told the 20-year-old kid that it was his own fault that he got sexually assaulted by Brad Aldrich. Another man, by the way, who was supposed to be there to help this kid be a better hockey player and also a better person. And because of people like Brad Aldrich and James Gary, who made Beach think this was his fault, and they didn't do anything about the matter in in order to help this kid out, because of that, Beach was forced to kind of bottle this up for the last 11 years. That's that's what he thought he had to do in order to survive in the hockey world. As he put it, his career was on the line at the time, and if he had all this stuff going on in his head, then there was no way that he was going to be able to perform at the top of his game. For the last 11 years, no one helped Kyle Beach, and because of that, he, he was forced to live with this himself and and he was scared he felt alone and he didn't know what to do because when he tried to get help the first time no one did anything about it and then the blame just got placed on him which is a complete monstrosity another bit that I wanted to talk about from that interview was um, when Beach was asked something along the lines of who all knew about this back in 2010. And in particular, he first spoke about then head coach Joel Quenville's knowledge of the situation. And Beach came right out and said that there is no way that Joel Quenville can deny knowing about this. Beach said that he was fully aware of meetings that took place in Quenville's office. And also, in Beach's opinion, for Stan Bowman to come out and say that Quenville essentially said something along the lines of the Stanley Cup being more important than a sexual assault, for Bowman to say that about Coach Q, someone that served his organization so well during the time he was here, Beach 100% believes Stan Bowman about that comment. 
And for those of you who don't know, by the way, somehow, even after the Beach interview was aired on TSN, Joel Quenville was still allowed to coach for the Florida Panthers in their game against the Boston Bruins last night. That right there is exactly what's wrong with the NHL in a nutshell. They will literally do anything to protect their name and their image, even if the facts show clearly that Quenville has been lying about his knowledge of the situation. The NHL is broken, ladies and gentlemen. Hockey culture has hit rock bottom. Gary Bettman is not going to do anything about this situation. He still allowed Quenville to be on the bench last night ahead of their scheduled meeting. He didn't even have the courtesy to put Quenville on leave. And also, one thing that's worth noting about the NHL yesterday as well is that when they first posted an article about Kyle Beach coming forward as John Doe, they labeled the headline, Kyle Beach comes forward as Blackhawks accuser. Out of all the things to label him yesterday, they labeled him an accuser. Not a sexual assault survivor. No respect shown by the NHL for Kyle Beach. As if that 25-minute interview that he had with TSN could have been filled with all lies. As if he was lying about the situation. That's the NHL for you, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. This league is so broken and... I don't know how to fix it because it's full-blown rotten from top to bottom. And every day, with more and more details coming out about this, I think more and more people really are understanding that the NHL is a garbage league. It's by far the worst of the four professional sports. There's no support systems in line. Even NHL PA executive... I, I'm gonna, I don't want to misquote his title. Donald Fair heard about this situation back in 2010-2011. Donald Fair is the NHLPA director, excuse me. He heard about this in 2010. And he didn't do anything either. The Blackhawks didn't do anything. The NHL didn't do anything. Gary Bettman isn't going to do anything about this. It's the whole mindset of the league is to sweep anything under the rug at any cost. And the on-ice the on ice stuff is more important than anything off the ice. That's the message that the NHL continues to push out to its fan base. And I couldn't believe that Donald Fair honestly wrote an apology letter last night for stating that he's going to make changes going forward. I don't know how the NHL can continue to let this man do his job. As Kyle Beach put it, if that's your leader, you know, this whole thing is so broken, ladies and gentlemen. Every step of the way, Kyle Beach was let down by people that should have supported him. That's the NHL. Also, going back to Coach Quenville real quick, Quenville got a pass to talking to the media last night. Instead, general manager 
Uh, Bill Zito came out and said that Quenville has no comment until after his meeting with Gary Bettman. Are you kidding me? Q didn't have Q didn't have to go answer for his lies publicly. Clearly, Quenville has been lying. Multiple people have come out. Not just Kyle Beach too. Multiple people. Stan Bowman. Everyone, all the Blackhawks brass that were in that meeting confirm that Joel Quenville knew, and he still has the audacity to lie to everyone. I mean, you got to think that last night was Quenville's final game as a head coach in the NHL. But with uh, Gary Bettman calling the shots, who knows what's going to happen in the NHL next because this guy just continues to be Continues to put out disappointment after disappointment. Um, But I just don't see how Quenville makes it out of this one still as Panthers head coach after clearly being guilty of covering this whole thing up for the past 11 years and continuing to lie about it. Also, when Beach was asked about whether or not he believed the entire team knew of this incident back in 2010, he responded by saying that he 100% believes that everyone was aware of what happened. He also took the time to thank Paul Vincent, Nick Boynton, Brent Sopel and company for basically confirming this information in their previous interviews as well. Beach said that, in his opinion, words spread quickly about the situation, and he thinks everyone knew because there were comments made in the locker room, on the ice, around the arena, in front of players, staff, and even the media, which... Of course, by saying everyone knew, that currently goes against what some other Blackhawks players from 2010 had to say about this situation. Coming up in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to get into Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves' interviews following the loss to the Maple Leafs, as well as the statement that was put out yesterday by the Blackhawks. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. For segment three now today, before I wrap things up, I still need to be sure to get into the comments that were made after the game by both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on the findings from the lawsuit and also 
on Kyle Beach coming forward as John Doe yesterday. First, Patrick Kane spoke with the media, and by the way, Kane does remain in COVID-19 protocol at the moment. He phoned into the Blackhawks media session on Wednesday, and Kane started off by saying how he knew Kyle Beach pretty well from a, a couple of different training camps, and that he, Beach, and Akima Lou, who has another traumatic story about his time with the Blackhawks, those three grew pretty close in training camp. So for for Kane to hear that news, it made him feel for for Beach and for his family and everything. And for the full quotes, by the way, you can go check those out on NBC Sports Chicago's website. Another thing I recommend for all the listeners out there, if they want to hear the full presser from Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Then, after that first statement, Kane said that he didn't know about Beach being John Doe until the news came out on Wednesday afternoon, which... A lot of people don't seem to believe Kane about because multiple multiple reports, as I just said, Nick Boynton, Brent Sopel, and even Kyle Beach himself claimed that they believe the entire team knew back in 2010. So a lot of people weren't too happy to put it nicely to to hear Kane say that, whether it be the truth or not. And listen, I'm not here to debate with anyone about whether they think Patrick Kane is telling the truth or not. Of course, personally, I have to lean towards believing Kyle Beach here, but I'm not going to argue with anyone about what they believe. This whole entire situation is a disaster, and more and more news keeps coming out each and every day. I don't know what's going to come next. I don't know what's going to happen today. and. I'm not here to argue with anyone. I, I fully believe that everyone is entitled to their own opinions. I'm just here to try and bring you the facts to the best of my abilities. And the facts here are that Nick Boynton, Brent Sopel, and Kyle Beach think that everyone knew about this in 2010, while Kane said during his presser on Wednesday that he just found out that day that John Doe was Kyle Beach. Kane did say he... Remembered vaguely hearing about rumors uh, about why Aldrich left in that following training camp, but it was just that. It was very vague. Another part of Kane's interview, by the way, that the fans weren't all that happy with was when Kane started talking about Stan Bowman. Kane went on to say that he knew Bowman as a great man that did a lot for him personally over the course of his career. And while I get that Kane was probably just trying to to show respect to someone who played a big role in, in his success, he just has to know better than that and has to be able to read, read the room better. I mean, that a thousand percent was not the time to be talking about Stan Bowman being a great man. Are you kidding me? And I, th- I think that had Kane been able to watch Beach's interview on TSN, I personally would like to think that he wouldn't have still said those things, but definitely not a good look there for Patrick Kane. There's nothing that's great about a man that helped cover up a, a sexual abuse scandal for over a decade. And then 
After Kane, Jonathan Taze was next up to speak with the media, and oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, what a nightmare. Jonathan Taze should never have been out there without the Blackhawks PR team. I mean, that was an absolute disaster. No way around it. I mean, Jonathan Taves was some of the most uncaptain-like actions I've ever seen in my life. First, Taves was asked to recall what he knew at the time after Beach came out and said that everyone on the team knew back in 2010. And Taves responded by saying that first, he's not trying to exonerate himself in any way, but the truth is that he didn't know about the situation until the training camp of 2010, a few months after the Blackhawks had won the Stanley Cup in June. Taze said that, you know, he he wishes that he, he could have done something differently and, and that his heart goes out to Kyle for what he's dealt with, but he said a lot of the guys were just focused on playing hockey and doing what they were doing every single day. And first off, I mean, for Jonathan Taze to be the captain of this team and not act in any matter to help out his teammate. You know, I, I had someone earlier say to me that Jonathan Taze is either a liar, a bad captain, or both. I don't know which he applies to here. Again, I'm not here to debate what anyone thinks about his comments, but Taze certainly is guilty of at least being a bad captain if the things that he's saying are true because as the captain of the team, how how do you not even go and check up on this kid that was rumored to have this happen to? I mean, Taze said that, you know, that by Aldridge leaving, it, it was kind of just water under the bridge to him at that point. And I know he was only 21 or 22 years old, but undoubtedly one of his worst decisions to do that and then almost arrogantly talk about it like he wasn't in the wrong. Like, he, he, at the time, he couldn't have done anything different, which is far from the truth, Jonathan. You are the captain of this team. And nothing you did yesterday or in 2010 was even close to being captain worthy. How do you not go and check up on Kyle Beach? It's not, and it's not like Kyle Beach was gone with Aldrich after that season. No, Beach was down in Rockford for the next couple of years. He was around the team, playing NHL games in the preseason. They're in training camp with all the NHL guys. And Taves never stepped aside with him and had a conversation, never asked how he was dealing with all this. Eh, it's just water under the bridge. This is just what happens in hockey. That's how broken this culture is. A sexual assault happened to one of Jonathan Taze's teammates by one of their own coaches, and he never even thought about checking in on this kid. That's the part that leaves me in awe, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. Honestly, though, I think the worst part of Taze's presser, like Patrick Kane's, was also when he was talking about Stan Bowman, along with Al McIsaac. You know, Kane 
for the most part, I thought said the right things other than what he said about Bowman. He said that the necessary moves were made, even though he said Bowman helped him in his career. He said he thought the Blackhawks were making the right decisions and were on the right path going forward. But that's not really what Jonathan Taves said. I mean, it was it was horrible. Taves said that in his mind, neither Stan Bowman or Al McIsaac are directly complicit in the activities that happened. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, they were, bud. They were directly complicit. Taves also then went on to say that people like Al and Stan have made coming to the Blackhawks one of the special places to play hockey and that he has a ton of respect for them as people. Jonathan Taves, shut your mouth. What are you doing? Again, I get that he's trying to show respect to people who have helped him out in particular. But think about what Stan Bowman did for Kyle Beach. Don't think about what he did for you. What he did to Kyle Beach is way more significant than what he did to help people throughout throughout their time and over the course of their careers. Like Kane, I would like to think that if Taves had seen the Kyle Beach interview, he wouldn't have said those things. But I don't know, man. Taves dropped the ball would be putting it nicely, I mean. Again, some of the most uncapty worthy things I've ever heard him say. I actually cannot believe that he said he has a ton of respect for them. Again, read the room. Yesterday was not the day to talk about Stan Bowman being a great person. Are you kidding me? There's nothing great about what Stan Bowman did. And I know, as Jonathan said, getting them out of the organization isn't going to change what happened in the past. But you can't talk about these guys this way on a day where Kyle Beach did the things that he did so courageously. Yesterday was about Kyle Beach, and instead, Jonathan Taze tried to make it about Stan Bowman and Al McIsaac, and it seriously made me want to throw up. Read the room. And that was also, in my opinion, what was wrong with the message that the Blackhawks put out yesterday as well. And I, it happened, honestly, it, it might have happened in the middle of Kyle Beach's interview, which is beyond disrespectful. Um, But sometime before last night's game, I'm not exactly sure when they released it. But the Blackhawks put out a statement which said, quote, First, we would like to acknowledge and commend Kyle Beach's courage in coming forward. As an organization, the Chicago Blackhawks reiterate our deepest apologies to him for what he has gone through and for the organization's failure to promptly respond when he bravely brought this matter to light in 2010. It was inexcusable for the then-executives of the Blackhawks organization to delay taking action regarding the reported sexual misconduct. No playoff game or championship is more important than protecting our player and staff from predatory behavior. If only they had that mindset 11 years ago. The Blackhawks have implemented numerous changes and improvements within the organization, including hiring a new leadership team that is committed to winning championships while adhering to the highest ethical professional, and athletic standards, close quote. Again, too little, too late. 
and, and read the room. They didn't apologize. They didn't say they were wrong. I guess they, they our deepest apologies to him for what he's gone through. But they didn't apologize for calling him a liar. Let's not forget when this lawsuit first came out, the Blackhawks put out a statement saying that they believed this whole thing lacked merit. They called Kyle Beach a liar. Where's the apology for that? So, the nightmare continues here in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Things continue to get worse day by day. But at the same time, I really believe these are the things that need to happen and need to be coming out in order to try and fix this broken game. Because there's no way around it at this point, ladies and gentlemen. It is broken. I have no idea what is going to come next because at this point, the bar has been set as low as possible and somehow the Blackhawks continue to dig under that. I don't know what's going to happen next. What I do know is that Kyle Beach is a hero for showing the courage to put his name out there. And if the Blackhawks had even an ounce of the courage back in 2010 that Kyle Beach is showing right now, then this entire situation could have been handled in an appropriate manner for Kyle Beach 11 years ago. And who knows what could have happened with his NHL career. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, October 28th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.